0: Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. This month, we're celebrating a huge milestone, the 20th anniversary of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series. As a special thank you for your love and support, visit Don'tSweat.com for a free download of a beautiful original image featuring an inspirational quote perfect for your desktop or mobile device. Carry a little pick-me-up with you everywhere you go with this lovely gift from Christine and the team.
1: Hi, this is Christine Carlson. Welcome back to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff Podcast. And so before we begin this wonderful interview that we're about to do, let's go ahead and take our golden pause. So wherever you are, just sit comfortably. And if you're seated in a chair, uncross your legs and your feet and your Allow your palms to be open on your lap. If you're seated on the floor, just sit Indian style. But allow your shoulders to come back a little bit. And as you breathe in really deeply, breathe in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the maximum amount of oxygen. And as you exhale, just let go and relax and sink in. Sink into this moment. And this time as you breathe in, breathe in golden sunlight, pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, all the way to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. Just fill your heart and your whole body with pure golden sunlight. And as you exhale, just relax a little bit deeper, letting go. This time, as you breathe in, breathe in love, filling your heart with love, filling your core with love, filling your mind, your spirit, your whole body with love. And as you exhale, let go of fear, allowing yourself to relax even deeper. This time, as you breathe in golden sunlight and love, every cell of your being just place your hand on your heart for a moment activating your heart and opening your heart and just spend a moment in complete gratitude thinking of a person a place maybe it's just being grateful for your breath or being here right now spend a moment feeling gratitude And as you tune into your gratitude and that memory in your heart, just allow your golden sunlight breath to fill your body and illuminate your body, illuminate your gratitude. And as you exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. Well, I'm so excited to be back and celebrating. 20 years of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff wisdom. And as I've said in other podcast interviews, I just can't believe that it has been 20 years. It has been a wild ride on so many levels. And just back in the beginning um, of when we, you know, first launched Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, or when Richard first launched Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, I just remember him. Looking at me when it was rising to the top of USA Today And he would say, oh my god, Chris, we just have to remember this time Because this time may happen only once in our lives. Now little did he know That he was going to see that book at the top of USA Today for two years (laughs) 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 Well, and I've invited some really special guests onto this podcast Um to celebrate the 20 years of wisdom, and each one of these people is really special to me um, because they've also been somewhat of a mentor to me in the last 10 years of my life. They've been encouraging, and they have a really special story about Don't Sweat the Small Stuff to share, so I'm super excited to be bringing you Debbie Phillips, the founder of Women on Fire. Debbie Phillips is the inspiring founder of Women on Fire and a pioneer in the field of executive and life coaching. She is known for her work in uplifting and transforming women's lives. She is also an author, speaker, and host of the 365-day-a-year video blog, The Daily Spark. Her credits include the award-winning book, Women on Fire, 20 Inspiring Women Share Their Life Secrets and And Save you years of struggle volumes one and two and in 2003 she founded women on fire a membership community For women to support each other to discover their passions and live lives that live the lives they dream of Debbie also created and co-developed vision day a strategic planning day that has helped thousands of people discover richer more fulfilling lives and prior to women on fire Debbie was a reporter for the Columbus, Ohio, Citizen Journal, a deputy press secretary to former U.S. Senator John Glenn during his quest for the Democratic presidential nomination, press secretary to former Ohio Governor Richard Celeste and president of the U.S. Health Productions Company, which featured the nationally and internationally syndicated television health and lifestyle show Life Coaches, Life Choices, sorry. Mm -hmm. Debbie has a bachelor's degree in journalism, from the Ohio State University, a master's degree in public administration from the John F. Kennedy School of Government and Harvard University. She and her husband and business partner, Rob Berkeley, live in Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts in Naples, Florida, and in Naples, Florida.
0: Welcome, Debbie. I'm so excited to
1: be talking with you today.
0: Hi, Chris, one of my favorite people on the planet. <laughs> Thank you. That was well,
1: lovely. and I have to say, you know, I really enjoyed being a member of Women on Fire, and you know, I need to get more active in the group and on Facebook and so forth, but what I do see in there is just a lot of mutual support and a lot of love between this great group of women. And I just want to thank you for all the amazing work you do in the world.
0: Oh, well, thank you for saying that. And please know I created it for busy women. And so however you use it and your presence on there is always so wonderful. And it's, it's, it's for you. And so there's no, I should, uh, be on it more. You're on it just exactly whatever fits for you to get the dose of inspiration and support so you can go out in the world and do your big gift, which is big.
1: Thank you, Debbie. Thank you. You know, as I said earlier, I invited you on because, um, we just shared a really special connection from the first time that we talked. I mean, our hearts are just so similar. And I, um, I love the story that you shared about meeting Richard at his book signing. And I'd love for you to just talk, to talk about with our audience what Don'ts, What the Small Stuff as a book series has meant to you.
0: I'm so happy to, and I'm really honored to. Um, So when I became a coach, I didn't know what I was doing. I was simply creating for other people what I had wished in my very busy career. I wished I had someone who would really be there and kind of guide me or who I could ask questions of. And it wasn't that I didn't have anybody. It's just, I wanted more. And so I was part of the wave of the first trained coaches in the world, and in doing so, each one of us was kind of a, you know, in our own little boat creating material. And so I don't think we can underestimate what the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series meant for the entire profession of coaching. Because in, when I became a coach in 1995, so it was shortly after that I discovered the book series. I began using that with my clients because I I knew to break things down in a small doable chunks for them. And there was no better book than Don't Sweat the Small Stuff to do that. And so in, but also as I developed my coaching practice, I also was starting to get really fussy about, I want to recommend material that not only is good, but that whoever's standing behind it is really extraordinary. And I became rather dedicated to this. So I was living in Boston and I saw that Richard was speaking or you know was doing a book signing at the Prudential Center in in Boston and so I went. And I had him sign books for all of my clients. And Chris, this is so, um, this is so sad, but I was so modest that I I had him sign books for everybody, but I didn't have him sign one for me. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. But it doesn't matter because, uh, so I met him and not only was he warm, kind, so friendly, so handsome (laughs) yeah and he was he was so kind and encouraging and i told him and it was rather informal and he took all the time in the world with me which was so sweet um and he i remember i had him sign these books for for clients and i told him how the books were working with my clients and he was just encouraging me being a coach and i walked away just so lifted up by him and I think one of the other things that came to me that day because I remember it so clearly was from then on I said I'm just I am I'm just going to recommend material from people that I know are really extraordinary so that is my story of him and I remember it like yesterday and he was vibrant and kind and warm and just An awesome man, Chris.
1: Well, thank you. You know, one of the things that everyone always said about Richard, which was so lovely, was that he was just so present that when he spoke to you, you felt like you were the only person alive in the entire universe, that he was completely with you. And I have to say, that was one of the things that everyone loved about him. And you just had that feeling like you already knew him. He was very comfortable in his own skin. And you yeah. know something you might not know about him is he's, he was actually a very shy person. Shy.
0: I well maybe I know that from you, and I wouldn't be surprised because gentle was another word. And mm-hmm. what you were saying because while I'm even telling this story, I'm like I know there were other people at the book signing, but I don't remember them. You know because he he was he and he was you know coaching was such a new profession that people didn't even hear of it back then. But of course, he knew all about it. And it was so uplifting to have somebody understand what I was trying to do and, and then encourage me.
1: Oh, that's great. You know, it's interesting because earlier in Richard's career, because he didn't choose to do um, traditional psychology, he had designed a program called Happiness Training. And so, and this was even like prior to life coaching but he didn't believe that bringing people in on an hour to hour basis and talking through their problems was really the way to help people he believed that if you teach them the faculties of their mental health and well-being and just teach them that all you know all that anybody is ever doing on a day to day basis is slightly getting off course and that it really is about course correcting and knowing about your own psychology in a way that you can easily course correct and get back to happiness more quickly. So that's really what he was doing. You know, he was doing coaching prior to the word coaching or the profession coaching um, simply because he didn't believe in traditional psychology really helping that many people. And, And I've always found that very fascinating. Of course, now seeing the movement of You know, into positive psychology and mindfulness and all of that. Like Richard was really early in his time for a lot of the things he was talking about. But now the time has come where they're actually very mainstream.
0: I know, I'm so, and I'm so happy um, for that. And as I was saying, I really think the work, and especially because then there were so many books you know, to come. And it's funny, I went into my bookshelf here. I'm in Florida. Normally, I have, a, I know I have every book on Martha's Vineyard, but I even had three books here. Oh,
1: fun. Oh, we're going oh, to get, I'm gonna
0: have
1: to send you all the new ones. They're so pretty. Look at, look at this new one. We, we have our video on folks. You can't see it, but look at, that's the women cover. They all look like this in different colors. And oh, that's,
0: Beautiful.
1: Yeah, and they look like candy. I I just, I'm so thrilled with that. um, that (laughs) Hachette actually, you know, picked up the ball this year and said, hey, let's celebrate 20 years and let's give the books a whole new facelift. And
0: (laughs) what a great idea.
1: So I just had a dose with the small stuff story this morning, though. I got a note in my inbox about how on the mom's book, they didn't put my bio on the back cover, they only put
0: Richard's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we're going to get that corrected. They were like,
1: I mean, the poor sweetheart that he he was responsible for that. He felt so bad and I just my only question was, well, how many did you print? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, you know, what can you do? But, you know, I'm hope I'm sure that's going to get fixed in the future printings or whatever, but there's an example of, you know, how you can just look at, you know, innocent mistakes like that having been made, even at the highest, you know, highest level sometimes. And you just have to say, wow, well, in the scheme of things, who really reads the bio on the back cover anyways, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, unfortunately, I think a lot of people, a lot of people do, and they're probably, um, but your name is still on the front page, right? Is it? Yeah,
1: yeah. The book is by me. Yeah. um, But and it, it's you know been was written even after Richard had passed so yeah. um but i just you know i i just kind of decided oh well you know i'm oh, well. like it is what it is you know i mean i i suppose i could ask them to take the books off the shelf and reprint them but then that just doesn't seem worth it for you know the amount that they printed and
0: you know it's well, I, like, it's i like, love that about you you <laughs> walk the walk and i love it. one of the reasons i love you i also chris have been so inspired by how you have kept Richard's legacy going now, you know, and I know that you were a partnership and I also love that about the two of you, but you have woven and honored him since I met you and it really inspiring. And it's a great example to other people who lose a loved one and especially such a beloved one as Richard was, to keep their legacy alive. And you've done that successfully. So I believe that's really part of this 20th anniversary story. Oh, thank you
1: so much. You know, I, it's, it's funny because I get asked a lot, you know, like, do I think I'll ever remarry, you know? And I, and I, and I often just say, wow, I don't, I don't know, because I'm, I'm always going to be married to Richard, you know, and, and because he did and we, did create this legacy brand and, and, and it's so much a part of, you know, our world, my world, my kids, future, my grand, you know, it's just, it's like, I see that it has helped so many millions of people, but there is some effort involved in keeping it moving forward, you know, and into the next generation for sure. So I would love to see the millennials pick up this book series because it, it's still a book, and it's, but it's so insightful and it's such a great way to practice living a happy life. And, you know, I really worry about this millennial generation. I don't know if you do, but I'm very deeply concerned about their ability to transcend this technology revolution that they're in and be able to, you know, find their, communication with each other and with people and connection, real connection beyond Snap Snapchat, you know, beyond text message.
0: Well, Chris, you know, I don't have, I don't have children of my own, but I have a lot of children in my life and I have a lot of millennials in my life. And I think that I have some real hope because the work that you're doing, which is about personal growth and the work that we're doing at women on fire, especially with our high school program called project glow, we I see the craving and of course, I'm mostly dealing with young women Millennials, but that's but not totally across the board. There's some young men there, too But they still do crave that personal touch and that personal How do I work this out? How do I figure this out? How do I become who I really want to be? and so I've placed a lot of my focus and attention just on the work that I know, I've given Jones with the small stuff to many, many uh, young people who are now millennials. Nice. But, but I, think we're, I think we will be well served for us, those of us in this uh, self-care business, to focus on those things with them. And they'll work out the. I certainly understand the concern. Uh, I just really believe that they still have the same cravings and needs that um, any of us have had for living a really great life and using our potential.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, and I just think they're going to be faced with some interesting issues. You know, just based on the kind of life that they're practicing. You know, the what I see, anyways, in just even for my own kids, you know, and how they, you know, how they communicate with each other and their friends and so forth. So I think um, any ideas you have about how we can get the don't Sweat the small stuff for teens and don't Sweat the small stuff out to the millennials, I'm totally open to discussing.
0: Is is it, I'm assuming it's available in download. I have all books. So is it, it? Okay. Well, that's one really great way. And I know the millennials in my life really like the short, bursts and and that's what where I think don't sweat the small stuff. It made everything feel like you could do it. Yeah. Because you could just break it apart and do one thing. And I I do think their form of communication is very videos. Mm -hmm. I think it might be fun to do a series like take take six, eight, ten, twelve of the you know, the most popular passages or notions and make videos out of them. That's what I'm doing.
1: I'm doing, it's free right now. You know, like I'm just going to do, I'm shooting a bunch of YouTube videos. I was doing that the other day live when I saw you on the live Facebook. It was, um, I had a young crew at my house and they were getting all set up. And so I decided to go live, but we did about ten, just quick, short, like little snippets from "Don't Sweat the Small Stuff," "Don't Sweat Stories," just different things. Yeah, and um, and that's going to be part of the celebration of the twenty years too. So, yeah, it's been really fun. I mean, we we've been. I've, I have this uh, team of, and they're actually all millennials for the most part. They're in their twenties, so they they have some great ideas about how to um, celebrate the series and. And yeah, we've been having a lot of fun with this. It'll be going on all year long, so.
0: <laughs> That's so great. Well, c- tell me more. I want to hear more and I want to support, of course, I want to support you in any way. So how can I support you? Oh and- my
1: gosh. Well, you know, just even posting this podcast, you know, and sharing this podcast with Women on Fire and, you know, whatever you feel inspired to do. I mean, there we're we're still developing the different programs, but I'm hoping to get uh, written testimonials in from people's stories um oh my gosh there's this beautiful story that came in the other day this woman she had lost her husband and two his two favorite books were the alchemist and don't sweat the small stuff and he's he was from, they're from the UK she actually takes balloons and attaches one of the little chapters and sayings to the balloon and her kids send it off. They either put a $5 note on the balloon and send the balloon off or they put a um, a little chapter um, note so that it just shows up with somebody. And she leaves them all around town, too. She'll take a whole chapter of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and put this cute little heart ribbon on it and then just leave them places for people to find them. And, oh. you know, that that is just... That is just so sweet, you know, and she didn't even know that um, that Richard had passed. She went to the website to thank him and then realized that she and I had so much in common, you know, of, of losing our husbands very young and so forth. So it's it's really it's fascinating because when people do find a way to keep the legacy of their person. see, that's what she's doing is she's spreading Matt's kindness around because that's what he those are the things that he'd love to talk about. So that's her way of keeping him alive. And it happens to be connected to our work. And, and I have that same, it's kind of just so interesting how that unfolds that way. And I've talked to so many people like that, that you have to find a way to um, continue the relationship that you have with the person when you go through loss and, of course, when you're going through loss, you're not sweating the small stuff. So that's the irony of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, no, nobody sweats the small stuff when they're living the big stuff.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's for sure. But what a what a precious story, and what a great reminder to all of us, because it can be simply elegant both as, you know, what she's doing and, and, and what you're doing. I always feel Richard with you. I feel his very presence always. It's yeah. So, yeah.
1: It's, it's wonderful. Well, I really f- think Richard's a guide now to people who, that are open to his energy. You know, I think we are all like an energetic frequency anyways, and that's the beauty of yeah. transcending death is that your energetic frequency and your soul just lives on and, and continues yeah. on. And I feel like you can tune into... Um, a frequency that you feel a, a kinship with really easily, you know. Yeah. And I certainly can tune into Richard very easily. In fact, my kids would say to me after he passed, they would say to me, God, mom, you're so much like dad now. <laughs>
0: <I'd be> like, <laughs> <And> you're like, <laughs> that's because he's here, he's right here.
1: <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I mean, she, they would say that, but they'd be like, you're so much like dad now. Like, you weren't like that before. But you are nice. now, and and I, I always thought that was a great compliment. I'm like, good, because I'd love to be like your
0: dad. <laughs> that is so great. So Rob and I were on a cruise last weekend with Esther Hicks.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, and you know she her partner Jerry Hicks. You know they did their thing, Esther and Jerry, and then he, um, as she said, would say he croaked, which um, <laughs> is it was, it was so funny. And she talked about you know right after he died she would get asked all these questions like she had to handle problems with their swimming pool. And they're like, well, how many gallons, you know, the, the workers are like, well, how many gallons of water are in here? And she like knew the answers. And she goes, well, I didn't know the answers, but I knew the answers and I knew how to replaster the pool. And I didn't know how to do that. And all the things Jerry knew, she knew because she said she tuned into his, you know, frequency and all of a sudden she had that. That's really
1: interesting. Yeah. I think, I think that's the beauty of love, you know, really honestly, like that's the beauty of really um, deep love is that you do become like each other in that process of life. And that definitely carries on after, you know, the body leaves. So yeah. And, and and Richard, you know, he was super shy, but I think he kind of learned to be more outgoing through me. And I learned to be more quiet and reflective by being around him. So we were, we were a good pair that way.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, you are. And I love, you know, the golden pause. Like, that was such a joy for me to get to do the golden pause. I was uh, afraid I might just so relax, I'd fade right away here. But <laughs> I love your golden pause. And I love, I love knowing that, um, what you gave to each other.
1: Oh, that's great, Debbie. Now, tell me what's really lighting you up right now in your work world. And, and how can we support you in that?
0: Well, what lights me up every single day is the Women on Fire community and the fact that it's this small monthly membership, but people can, you know, belong for as long as they want or as short as they want and get. You know, get the kinds of resources. I, you know, one of my favorite interviews in the last six years was interviewing you, Chris. Um, yeah. And so, doing the interviews that I do with women that lights me up. I just interviewed Kelly Haddock. Do you remember the young mom? The video, the video went viral. It's been seen more than a hundred million times. All of its, um, you know, and all of its many, many iterations. It's the mom that started the Thank You Project. Yes. So Kelly is part of Women on Fire. She's a Women on Fire member. And I just interviewed her last weekend with her new husband, um, Ted. And it was... So that's the kind of thing that just lights me up. Mm. Meeting inspiring women, sharing inspiring women like you, like Kelly, with the Women on Fire community. And because I do at least one interview every month, um, I'm always pretty lit up.
1: <laughs> of course. Yeah, you are. And you just light up the whole room, I'm sure. I, I, I've never met you in person, but I feel like I have. So,
0: <laughs> Me too. I was real shocked when you just said that. <laughs> I, know, I feel that too. Because we've done so, we've, you know, done a number of videos where we've seen each other. So it does feel like I feel very much that I know you. And I only wish when I walked away from Richard that day, I could have just hugged him and said, I'm going to be so excited to meet your wife. <laughs>
1: oh, you know what? He probably already knew. so He probably did. He probably <laughs> made this happen. What are we saying? Probably so. <laughs> well, I, um, I want to share with you, too. We are um, coming out with a whole new product line on the don't sweat.com which I'm super excited about. Um, just fun things like water bottles and, you know, uh yoga totes and beach towels and and onesies and t-shirts and just some fun things um on the website on com. So I thought I thought you'd be excited about that.
0: I'm right over there. I'm going shopping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well the new website'll be out by the time the anniversary rolls in, but it isn't done yet. But that's what's coming and I've been wanting to do that for years and just haven't really good. found the right time. And then it just, it, I, I hooked up with, um, Oh, Chris Wittenberg from be good to people. Do you know her?
0: Yes, I do. I know, but I don't know her, but I know about be good to people. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And
1: she, she helped me, um, because she has such a great brand and she helped me put together all this,
0: you know, these great products. So I'm super excited about it. Great. Oh, that is so wonderful. Um, um, when, when is the, what are the dates of the anniversary?
1: So it starts April 11th. That's the relaunch of the book series. And then it's, like I said, we're going to roll all year long with the anniversary, um, in different ways, but the big push for the anniversary will happen at the relaunch. Um, and that'll be like the first couple of months of, of, from April through summer, and then Great. we'll just be doing sporadic things around, you know, the, the 20 year celebration and stuff. So
0: that's wonderful. Are you speaking any place?
1: Do Let's you want see. to see?
0: Um, you know what I,
1: I have, I'm going to be writing a new book this year. So I'm writing from heartbreak to wholeness this summer. And so I've got some speaking on my calendar and a couple of retreats planned, but Okay. I'm just trying to like carve out the summer yeah. to just yeah. work on that book and get that done. Great. That's going to have a September 1 deadline. So, wow.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that might be fun to, well, just keep us posted because I will. we want to shine the light on you at Women on Fire, and there's lots of opportunities to do that. So. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Well, yeah, listen, right. Debbie, it's been wonderful, oh. wonderful having you. And I just want to remind our listeners that to find out more about, Debbie Phillips and Women on Fire, you can go to www.womenonfire.com. And I would highly recommend you joining Women on Fire as a membership group. Debbie is just so present there. She offers so much amazing um, inspiration and content and just so much. It's a great value. So please check it out. And Debbie, just a pleasure and an honor to have you on the Celebration Podcast. Thank you so much. Can't think of anyone I'd rather celebrate
0: with. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. What an honor and what it is that you and Richard created that lives on to uplift us all. I really appreciate it.
1: All right, Deb. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with Christine Carlson. Visit DontSweat.com for your free download of a beautiful original image featuring an inspirational quote ready to make its home on your desktop or mobile device.